Welcome to The Fight with Teddy Atlas, presented by Dynamic Striking. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by the voice of MMA, Teddy Atlas, and today's very special guest, third member of the broadcast team, making a record-setting third or fourth appearance on The Fight with Teddy Atlas, Diamond Dustin Poirier. What's up, Dustin? What's happening, brother? How you doing? Good, man. It's good to see you. Thanks for taking the time again, Dustin. We appreciate it. How's your family doing? They're doing great, man. I'm, uh, I just started training camp, so I'm here couple weeks by myself but next week they will be here with me you know my mind's going crazy being away from them this long it uh it makes me think what the hell was I doing before I had a daughter and 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 this kind of lifestyle you know I'm very very quickly being away from them I start missing it yeah sure it's a quick reminder if you ever needed of why you do this yeah for sure man I always like to start start I always like to start my training camp uh, alone away from them kind of get tempered into the workload and then they fly out and meet me but man for some reason this this trip feels like forever you look great you really look great my first question would be how is this camp different from the last camp and is it different uh, you know in a positive negative anything uh compared to the last camp when you were getting ready for mcgregor obviously in a whole different mindset you know you were right going in there to avenge the first loss. So how's this camp? It's, you know, Teddy, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm taking it like I took the last beginning of preparation. I, I didn't want it. You said revenge, but I, going into the last fight, the rematch, I didn't, I didn't want the camp to be about that. I wanted it to be a whole new slate, a whole new fight. Let me try to evolve and uh, be a better fighter than, than I was. Not even the last fight with him, but just my last fight out. And that's the same thing I'm going into this training camp with is just trying to evolve. Of course, we're going to look back at the fight, see some things I did well, see some things I didn't, and, and try to improve. But it's a whole new fight. Every fight I go into, I try to treat it like a, like a brand new fight. You know, I remember telling people, we're asking, and, and you were on the show with us, and they were asking before the last fight uh, about your chances. And I remember saying that if anybody thinks that this is the same Dustin Poirier as six years ago. They they don't understand this game. They don't understand this business. He's not the same guy. I mean, not only has he matured physically in different ways and technically in different ways and grown as a fighter, but he's grown as a person. He's grown as a man. He's he he's not the baby that he was. And I'm not saying that in any derogatory way, but he he's he's a whole different animal now. You know, he's he knows what it felt like. He knows what he went through. He breathed the air of of the high altitude of those kind of things that you have to breathe to be able to handle it. And he's a whole different person now. So here's my question to you. And I think it's the question that the audience would ask me to ask is now that you've gotten that win and that you've accomplished what you've accomplished, you beat one of the great strikers in the game, uh, is, are you still going to, is it going to be a positive or is it going to possibly be a negative that the urgency, the, the hunger, if you will, because let's face it, and, and I'm very happy for you. We are. Any good people would be happy for you because of the kind of human being that you are. That after all those times, you really, truly personify earning it, earning it, doing it the right way, the hard way. Nobody could take that away from you. So now you've earned that. You've earned that personally. You've earned that for your legacy. But monetarily, 
you've you've earned it to to be able to take care of your family now the way that you want to at a better place has in any way it's all positive but in any way can that take some of the urgency from you some of the hunger from you because that's the question that people are going to ask no you know and, and of course everybody would would say the same thing no but uh you know i, I truly mean that and uh, my my goal is to just keep evolving if I go into this fight, the same fighter I was in the last one, I've done myself a disservice. I need to continue to grow, continue to push myself. And, and that's the reason I, I'm, I'm fighting is because I want to find out my, my ceiling. I want to see what my limits are and I need to be pushed. And, and this is, a, you know, just because I beat that guy, I, I feel the urgency. This is a hell of a challenge. He's a great fighter, an incredible athlete. And now he's going to be pushing himself even harder trying to get oh, this yeah. one back, you know? So I, I just know the stakes and, and I'm not there yet. Like, to sail off into the sunset with my family. I'm not there yet. I'm in my prime, and, and I want to keep working towards that. The other, the other thing, and that's exactly what I would expect from a person like you. Keep evolving. Keep getting better. Uh, you know, keep growing. The journey hasn't ended. We still got right. some road ahead of us. And, and go ahead. Like, like I, like, like I said, when when asked that question, every fighter, everybody in my position is going to say the same thing. I'm still starving. You know, I still want this more than anything. But I can show you better than I can tell you July 10th. You know, that's 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 when we find out. Yeah, it all comes out in the wash. You're right. Listen, spoken like a well, spoken like the person that I believe you to be and that I admire you for, an honest person. Thanks, man. Yeah, you give an honest effort in the ring or in the octagon and an honest, honest uh, way of conducting yourself in life outside of it. Hey guys, quick break to give a shout out to today's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Brave, the privacy browser. We've discussed it before. Other browsers don't respect your privacy. Brave is different. They've built better privacy into a much faster browser. Three times faster than Chrome with a much better layout and experience. Brave automatically blocks big text trackers and intrusive ads that slow you down, drain your battery, and track you from site to site, and hit you with those creepy ads that follow you around the web. I'm sure we've all experienced it. You're having a conversation about uh, bed sheets, and the next thing you know, you're getting ads for uh, some bed sheet manufacturer. You know what I'm talking about. With Brave, no one, including Brave, sees what you're doing online. So head over to brave.com slash atlas and join 30 million people who've upgraded their privacy browser for free. No charge whatsoever. Again, you can download it and use it for free. Switch in under 60 seconds by going to brave.com slash atlas. Guys, today's episode is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. It's the ultimate all-in-one supplement for the body with 75 minerals, vitamins, and whole food sourced ingredients. We've been talking about these guys for a long time. They've been with us for a long time. You know we love them. I take this stuff every single day. Go to athleticgreens.com slash atlas to get 10 free Athletic Greens travel packs with your first purchase. Again, go to athleticgreens.com slash atlas to get healthy. Before I give it to Ken, and then I'll come back with some specific questions about uh, this fight and the strategy going into this fight, we understood the brilliant brilliant strategy of the last fight but i'll go into that later there's people that will say there are people that will say that mcgregor lost some of that hunger you know he made incredible money 
more than normal. I mean, there were things that weren't normal. I mean, he had that crossover fight with Mayweather. I mean, that that when does that happen? You know, and right. that and he, so he made incredible money. He's got his own whiskey. He's got all all these things going on, right? A lot of people question this about Pacquiao. Quite frankly, you know, he he he. He went into politics, and would he still be able to keep his concentration and his all those things? But the question about McGregor out there is, did he lose his urgency? The same question I put to you. Did he lose his hunger? And if he did, that loss to you was what the doctor ordered. That that <laughs> that loss, <laughs> yeah, was what the doctor ordered in a certain way. You know, not that you would want any doctor to treat you that way. That'd be, I mean, <laughs> you'd have to sue the son of a gun for malpractice. But uh, you know, you get what I'm saying as a fighter that maybe this has awakened something in him that had kind of gone not gone to sleep, but into hibernation just a little bit before. And now this is the wake-up call to know this is it. This is it. And um, are you thinking of that? Are you aware of that? I know you think about your head is straight ahead on what you got to do, what Dustin has to do. Uh, I know that. But is that something that is, you know, real to you? It's very real. That's something I'm aware of. You know, I, I look at this game as a whole. I don't even like to call it a game, but... I look at this picture as a, as a whole and for guys like that who maybe lose a little bit of steam once they, what are they fighting for? Are they fighting for money at the beginning? When you get that, where do you audible and where, what's your why now? Is it legacy? Do you, do you want a legacy now? Is that what, what's driving you? And everybody's different. And I can't say what it is for him, but I'm aware that we might see the most hungry Conor McGregor preparing for this, this trilogy. This is a big fight and it means a lot for his legacy as it does mine. So I, I, I do believe that you're going to get the best of both of us, you know, and, and that's what the fans deserve. And, and that's what I owe myself. 100%. Ken, you take it. Teddy, you mentioned Conor McGregor um, and, and money. It's uh, been well publicized. He sold a stake with co-founders Adi Attar and Ken Austin is staking a uh, proper number 12 whiskey to uh, Proximo Spirits. They had already owned 49% of the brand, but it was a $600 million deal, assuming he owned a third of their 50% stake. He probably got 150 to $200 million in cash. So he's clearly not fighting for money. The guy's got plenty of money, like Teddy said, between this and the Mayweather fight. But what a lot of people don't realize is the um the the marketing power of a guy like dustin poirier and i want to talk about some of your sponsors and give them some shine because i know you're with everlast celsius most recently a huge deal with samsung sprung up just because you're out there talking to people and i know you're with power dot now and i'm sorry i'm getting a little long-winded but i just want to set the table here a lot of brands don't realize they want to go partner with a guy like connor that has a huge huge reach which i get but Conor McGregor doesn't need money, and a small brand really can't afford it. By contrast, a brand working with Dustin Poirier, he's not going to work with a brand that he's not going to like get motivated for and view himself as a partner. And that was one of the selling points when I introduced you to PowerDot. I said, this guy's going to he's going to work with you. He wants to be involved, or he's not going to partner with you. Maybe talk about some of your partnerships and uh, give those give those sponsors some. Um, some publicity here and what some of the things that you're working on with those guys. I, I appreciate that. Uh, Ken, for me, like, like we were, like you were just saying where I'm at 
in, in fighting in my career, money-wise and stuff, I, I'm not going to partner with a brand unless it's something that I use. Like the Power Dive, before the deal came about, um, I was using it. I was traveling with this with the travel case, and I was using this on fight trips and training camps. So when they offered the deal, it made a lot of sense to me. It's easy to add these these advertisements in when I'm using the product. Same with Celsius. Me and my wife were drinking Celsius when they first started, you know, out here in, in Florida. And uh, the deal came about, and it just made sense. Same thing with Everlast. You know, I remember being a young fighter, saving up my money to buy new Everlast gloves. The deal came about. It just made sense. Like, so I'm just thankful that a lot of these partnerships are very organic. And, and then the Samsung thing, you know, I'm out here on Joe Rogan's podcast uh, talking about how much of a fan I am of Samsung and they reach out and it's just organic and it's true because I'm using the products. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm thankful for those, those, uh, those brands that wanted to align themselves with me. There's one other reason for it. The kind of human being you are, the kind of person you are, because all of these, all of these products, all of these companies, they want to be aligned with even, probably more, probably always, but in today's day and age, even more so, with someone with character, with, with somebody Thanks, who stands for what they wanted to stand for, for, for just good things. Uh, Thanks, man. Yeah, so I, I think that's a big part of it. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I, I stay true to myself. I, I try to call it like I see it. And honestly, man, I'm just... A blue collar guy working hard, trying to make it. I still make mistakes. I still do dumb things here and there. But um, I learn. I learn. And, and life goes on. And, you know, I try to tighten up and be the best person I can be. And, and I appreciate that, man. Yeah, that, that Samsung deal in particular, it's, it's awesome to see um... – you know, non-endemic sponsors come into the sport and Samsung partner with you. And like Teddy said, these guys, the smallest slip up and, and, and you'll be out the door so fast. These companies can't afford to be aligning themselves with someone who's like has domestic violence charges, drinking and driving, et cetera, et cetera. With Dustin Poirier, you don't have to worry about that. You, you're going to get a guy who's going to go out there, lay it all on the line and behave like a gentleman outside of the ring. And that's evident to anyone who knows you and the sponsors that are working with you. So I just wanted to make sure that people realize the marketing power of someone like Dustin and the partners that you're working with, because I think a lot of times that stuff goes unmentioned. And, you know, with fighting, we saw a Chris Weidman, one kick, and, you, you know, the thing could be over tomorrow. So it's important that you get every ounce of juice out of every squeeze and you're doing it the right way. And I just think a, a people should realize what they're getting in a partnership with Dustin Poirier. So I applaud you for all these. I mean, especially bringing in non-endemic sponsors like Samsung coming into the sport. It's awesome to see. Thanks. The only bad thing you might be able to attach Dustin with is that maybe on some particular weekend he might use too much hot sauce on his uh, <laughs> on, on his tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> his old, spicy his, over here. Where is it? Where is it? There it it's is. Right there. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Dustin, I gotta get into the fight now. Um, yeah. All right. So you had a brilliant, just just a magnificent fight plan. You, you know what you're fighting. That's the first thing. A man must know what he's fighting, really. You, you got to know your environment. You have to know what the strengths and weaknesses are. You knew you are fighting a great striker and a great counterpuncher, one of the greatest, and, and a southpaw, of course. And so what do you and your, your team do? Well, 
A guy can't be set. In boxing, we always say a guy can't be set to use his power if you give him angles, if you keep his feet moving, right? So in your sport, well, a guy can't be set to use his great power if you destroy his legs, if you take his, if you take his foundation away. He can't be set. And you did. You went in there just unbelievable, and you destroyed his legs. Um, you made a point when you came on our show, and I remember it. And you said you were even surprised that he didn't defend those leg kicks better, that he didn't turn his leg. If I remember correctly, I'm not trying to be a, an MMA expert. I'm just a boxing guy. But I think the way you termed it was you were surprised that he didn't turn his leg out uh, more. Now, I would think that obviously if you could use that same strategy, you'd love to because it worked. But I know that you've got to be prepared for a plan B and for a different alternative, you know, obviously uh, plan. Uh, you've got to figure that this time he's going to turn his leg out or, or do something to deter those ferocious leg kicks that, that did so much damage. I, have that been, am I on the ball there? Have you prepared in that kind of way for this one? Yeah, we're starting to. We're, we're, we're getting to everything rolling. For me, whenever those low calf kicks first started, you know, getting more popular, and uh, I'm a southpaw, so for these calf kicks to work, it has to be against another southpaw. And I fought Jim Miller back in, uh, you know, a few years ago back in New York at the Barclays Center, and he was the first guy to use them against me. And, and after that fight, my leg was so damaged, I had a whole new respect for the calf kick, the, the low, low leg kick game. And um, I'm expecting Connor to do the same now. He felt how um, crippling those kicks and how painful those kicks are and how much it changes the, the dynamic of a fight that I think he's going to try to use them against me now. Um, I, I really do. And that's what I started doing. I started trying to use them every time, I, every chance I got after I was hurt with them. It, it just... You know, same thing with a body shot. Like, you start sparring, moving around with good boxes, you get touched to the body, you realize, wow, that really takes the wind out of your cells. I need to add this to my arsenal. And I believe that's what Connor's going to do here. So I'm working on still landing my, my offense with my low kicks, but now I'm working on defending a lot more than I used to. Yeah, because uh, just as you said, to your point, that you'll be aware you have some kind of uh, prevent defense for that. Um, the other question I would ask you is, is there an alternative? You don't have to tell us specifically, but is there an alternative to land a leg kick now? now? If he uses, if he turns his leg out, so to speak, and defends the way you would have thought he was going to defend the first time, uh, is there an alternative way now to still be productive with your leg kicks uh, if he does the right thing in those areas or if he changes what he did? Yeah, and... Just like in that fight, if he would have started checking those kicks or if I would have been getting taken down because I was chasing that leg kick, then I would have I would have called an audible and, and, and gone with something else. I just used him because they were there. It was damaging him. He wasn't uh, making the right decisions to start defending them. And I knew how, how much they hurt. And I knew that it was going to change the fight. He wouldn't be able to plant and throw that power. His, his mobility would be taken away. Um, the same thing in this one. If those kicks are there, I'm going to use them. If not, I've got I've got a tool bag full of tricks that I can't wait to show you guys. If Connor's not listening, Connor, turn off the sound right now. I think he's probably not listening. I think this morning his wife gave birth. Um, oh, oh, God bless to their third child. So congratulations, Connor, the McGregor family. 
Um, oh, wow. Glad to hear everything went well, yeah. Yeah, that's news. That's We're breaking news all over the place here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the maternity ward, um, everything. Yeah. Wow, yeah, congratulations, Connor, and your family, and God bless uh, to the addition uh, to your family. Uh, I, I think right away, my head's thinking like a trainer. I'm thinking, gee, uh, if if I my guy had that kind of impact and results as you did with the leg kick, you know what I'm going to add to the arsenal from an offensive standpoint this time? I'm going to fake the leg kick and come up top. I'm right. thinking that. I'm saying he wasn't listening, um, Dustin. So yeah. you you could yeah. throw you could throw that into the tool uh, box. Of, <laughs> the thing, the thing, the thing with uh, I know you, you're still learning the MMA game here, but the the thing with um, getting too greedy and falling in love with leg kicks, it, it's kind of the same thing with uh, with boxing, taking pictures, staying in front of somebody. If I start chasing this leg kick, planting myself in front of him, and he starts countering, he has a hell of a left hand that I can't be there, you know, to get hit with. Yeah. So there, there's there's lots of um, you know the sword's double edged and, and it's the highest level. I was thinking fake it, you know, fake yeah. it like like just you up. know and go up top. Of course, you, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But you know, speaking of posing, I'm I'm going to kind of segue off of this into something. I can't help it because you just said something. Um, posing after your punch. That's exactly what Chandler did the other night. Exactly. I mean, exactly. That is, there could be a picture of that in a gym that said, don't do this. This is what we mean. And when, when Teddy Atlas runs his mouth on ESPN talking about taking pictures and posing, <laughs> this, this is what he means. You don't throw a punch and then stand there and see what it did. And he got caught with the left hook. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. It was, yeah. it was just that. That mistake. Um, and the funny thing about it before that was in the first round, unbelievable first round, back and forth, uh, incredible, like uh, Hearns Hagler, back and forth. But in the first round, Oliveira goes straight back, which you shouldn't do, goes straight back, stays in the path of the punch. I always say, if, if a train's coming at you, you're going to run straight back? No, you're going to get <laughs> off the darn track. So he goes straight back, and he gets caught a left hook by Chandler. He gets hurt, and he gets dropped. Then in the second round, Chandler's turn to break one of the rules, one of the technical rules, in my book at least, there's rules. And one of the rules is you move after your last punch. You don't take pictures. He takes a picture, he got caught. And I just think, I, I'm not going to get ahead of things. I'm not. But after you win your fight with McGregor, um, I, I'm just thinking, obviously, you're going to fight him for the title. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking that you guys are like a mirror. That's for me. From, from, my, from my background in just a fight game, that there's a lot of similarities with you and Oliver. You both are always impressively set to punch. You're never out of position. He's always balanced. He's always set to punch with power. He's never off balance. And you're the same way. You're always set to punch with power. But here's the funny thing. I said this to you uh, on the air one time. Sometimes you take pictures after you punch. You got to move after you punch. And you said to me, yes, Teddy. Matter of fact, you said my coach yells at me about that all the time too. So the funny thing is the two of you, I know I'm getting ahead of things, but boy, oh boy, that would be some something to see because you have the same strengths and sometimes the same weaknesses or the same mistakes. Yeah. 
that that will be a hell of a fight, man. And uh, erase it, forget it. I'm sorry. I don't want to do anything to take you away from your mindset where where it is. I, I'm, but that let's get past this one. That'd be a hell of a fight. Thanks. <laughs> I was going to say, Teddy, you're becoming the Bob Woodward of MMA trying to get uh, Dustin to reveal his strategy for Connor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Investigative <my> journalism. <laughs> yeah, no, I would never do anything to hurt him. Uh, that's, no, of course not. That's, that's, why I told, uh, that's why I told McGregor, turn down the sound for a minute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dustin, uh, we, we exchanged a text before the Oliveira-Chandler um, fight. And I said, who do you like tonight? He said, uh, you said, tough call. I think Oliveira has more ways to win, but doesn't sh has some issues sometimes. Still think Oliveira is going to get it done. You were right, obviously right on the screws. Because in that first round, it looked exactly like you said. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he can make mistakes, like Teddy just said, going straight back. And he almost paid for it. But then he's right. like showed his toughness, and that comeback was incredible. You'll be a good and analyst. Let me tell you something. I, I have to piggyback off of what Ken said. I thought that. When you're done with this, you're going to be a damn good analyst. You are. I appreciate you, that. G give me a no. call. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to give it a try. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, because obviously you're articulate, you're intelligent. Listen, whether it's MMA, UFC, MMA, or boxing, I always say that... I understand the talent, the ability that you have to have, the work ethic you have to have to develop that ability, the technique that has to go with that ability to properly transport it uh, into your arena the right way. Uh, nobody understands that better than me. I, I mean, I get that. But what separates the top all the time, MMA, as brutal as it looks and as it is, boxing, the same thing, it's the IQ. You have to be smart. You have to be smart. You guys are smart. That's I, I keep saying that because I used to always be the, I don't know, the, the, the defender of that in boxing. Like, you guys should understand. The top fighters, the guys that separate them, there's, the, part of that separation is their IQ. They're smart. They, they, they understand that if you're just a guy who's tough, it ain't going to make it. It ain't going to make it. it. That'll get you far, and then it'll get you hurt. That's what toughness will get. That's you know, right. this is a Bingo. this is a thinking thinking man's business. Uh, at the at the highest level, you know, you have to be on top of everything. Exactly, exactly. And anyway, that's why right away when when Ken sent me what you had said uh, about the you know your thought about that Oliveira and and um and Chandler fight. Yeah, right away I said, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. And it it played out. It played out yeah. exactly right. I, I think we um, we saw an, a new wrinkle to Oliveira as well. Before, if he was down, he couldn't. He 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 just couldn't rally himself back into the fight. This fight, he was down, almost finished in the first, came back. So he's showing he's a true world. He's a true champion. And this guy has. I'm gonna jump on. You that. know, he paid his dues. No, a hundred experience, experience. You keep learning. Win or lose. Yeah. Win or lose. See, that's the thing that differentiates differentiates you guys from boxing. Because it's not a death sentence if you lose a fight. Yeah, right. boxing's like, oh my god, I, 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 I don't do. No, and then the managers 
don't allow, they keep the fighters from getting the fights that you got, that Oliveira got, to make you better. The fights that you lost, but they made you better. They made it possible for you to beat a Conor McGregor. They made it possible for him to beat Chandler because he had those, because the managers were not afraid to take that fight because they might get a loss. All they thought about was, no, they're going to get better. This is what we need. And that's what fighters need, boxers. And they don't get it. Quite often, they don't get right. it. And then they you have to learn. Them. You have to learn. You have to get that experience, whether you win or sometimes you got to lose to win. You have to get that experience so you become a better fighter. That's what matters. And then in the end, you get the payoff. But a lot of times, these managers in boxing and the pros, they protect their record. Okay, looks beautiful. 15 Oh, that's nice. 17 Oh, beautiful. 24 and 0. And then finally, you fight a veteran guy, the real deal, and bang, you got a problem because you didn't yeah. get the fights you needed to improve in those areas. I got to point something out. I was going to save it for a podcast after we do the interview view with you but i'm not saving it i'm gonna bring it out right now all right i want to i want to talk to you directly about this because i'm sure once i open it up you're gonna say yeah oh yeah you know what that whole fight came down to the whole fight the whole fight that was it when he got dropped because he pulled straight back that he got hit with the right hand on the side of the head and Oliver, and that could screw you up we understand that and Oliveira went down the whole fight dustin this is it when he was on the floor, his instinct, his innate instinct and experience, he moved his freaking head while he was on his hands and knees and avoided right. two devastating, maybe three devastating punches that would have ended the fight. I don't care how tough he is. It would end the fight. The referee, some people criticize the ref for not stopping it then. But, but if he hit him with those punches, and the ref did a great job. If he hit him with those if punches. If the ref would have stopped it then, it would have been the wrong call. It would have been the wrong, the complete wrong call. But some refs would have stopped it because you yeah, get the wrong ref. Right. Thank God you had the right ref. Thank God. Right. But if he doesn't, he's on the floor, on his knees, and he doesn't see them coming, but he knows they're going to come. And what does he do? From his experience, from his insight, he moves his head. He moves yeah. his head. Dustin, he avoided three more punches that probably would have ended the fight. That won the fight for him. Right there. That was instinctual, too, because he, his eyes were down. He couldn't see what was coming. No, no, He was just moving. He knew something was coming. And yeah. He knew it was going to come because he knew the guy's a fighter. What's the guy yeah. going to do? Send him a candy telegram? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to send him a vicious right hand and a vicious left hand at his freaking head. So what did right. he do? He said, I can't see, but I know what to do. And, and he, he won the fight doing that because it survived him for that moment to come back and do what he did later. It was extraordinary. It was yeah, extraordinary. It was. And, it and was. when I saw that, I was like, wow, wow. And you know, it's not an accident because not only his instincts, but as you said, going through things, knowing what guys are going to do, you know, going through the experience. I teach in the gym. One of the things I teach in the gym, besides distance and moving your head after you punch, don't pose, all that stuff. I always say, look, if you do get hit, first of all, have full concentration, see the punch because you got to see the punch so you can not let yourself go to that dark room. You know, you boom, you get the lights flash, everything, blah, pull yourself out. See the punch coming, concentrate. That's that's what 
constitutes a good shim is your mind. That that you refuse to be taken to that place, to La La Land. You're not going to La La Land. You're going to clear yourself right up. You see it. But here's the thing that gets even the good fighters. It's the follow-up punches. So as soon as you get hit, move. As soon as you get hit, move. So you don't get hit with the follow-up punches. Right. If you look at the great fighters in the history of my sport... And yours too. But if you look at the gray, and my sport has a longer history, obviously. It's got a longer history than any sport out there. But if you look at the great fighters, Dustin, they never get hit two in a row. They don't get hit two in a row. Sugar Ray Leonard, one of the great fighters, never got hit two in a row. Durant hit him, bang! Oh, the next one missed. And, and that's what, and this guy, that's what he did. He moved his head. He was hurt, and he moved his head. It was really... It was really magnificent. It really was to to see to see that. Yeah, it was. Very impressed with the man. I'll say this, Teddy, to your point about the uh, boxing and the perfect records. Listen to these statistics. Oliveira made his uh, UFC debut in August of 2010. He went 10 and 8 with one no contest, missed weight four times in five years, which to me, missing weight is, is worse than the loss because that's, that's the first job. That's like, that's like you're a ticket. Did you show up with a ticket? No, you don't have a ticket. You can't even come in. Um, right. but, to, but, you know, if it happens once, twice, me, okay, maybe something happened. Four times in five years, he's lucky Dana didn't kick his butt back to Brazil. But kudos to Oliveira, man. Workmanlike, stick around for that long, 11 years in the UFC, eight losses. And then to take it, he was ahead 10-8 from two of the judges, 10-9 on uh, one judge. Um, sorry, two of the judges gave Chandler a 10-8 round in the first when really Oliveira dominated 90% of that round. And credit to Chandler. He came back and clipped him and dropped him. And one guy had a 10-9 for Chandler, which is how I would have scored it. But, man, Oliveira, again, not only coming back from all that adversity early in his career, but adversity early in that fight and just demonstrated everything that a champion is all about, brings the belt back to Brazil. Amazing. Character, baby. Character. That, that word. Yeah. That word. That word. For sure. Always shows up. Right, Dustin? 100%. And he developed that character over the years of being tested. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Speaking of your strategy going into the Connor fight as well, um, I just got word from Boston that you might have some help down there working on some body punching from, uh, from <laughs> one of our legendary Boston tough guys. Man, Irish Mickey Ward was in the gym today. I was with the legend today, man. You better be careful with that guy. He's not just good with the body punches. He's a scrappy little bastard. He'll get you down <laughs> on the ground. I've seen, him, I've seen him scrapping in the prison. I could tell, man. You know, guys like that don't have to talk tough or move <laughs> tough. You just know. He's one of those guys I just know. Yeah, talking about good human beings, that's one of them right there. Uh, besides being a warrior uh, that he is and that he has been, that's, that's a good human being. Um, For sure. I'd love to. Uh, uh, he told me he's going to be here a few days, so I'd love to try to get him out to lunch or dinner one of these days and just talk to him for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. That, that would be a good thing for you. Yeah, it'd be an honor. I'm sure he'll be with that. Yeah, we, we have each other's number, so we're going we're gonna to be in touch for sure. No, that'd be beautiful. He not only had that, I mean, of course, I always talk about the delivery system, right, Dustin? You know, yeah, we know he had that left hook to the liver that, that you know, destroyed you. But he had the setup where he touched up top, pop, pop, and come right yeah. down. Quick. Just get, yeah. your, get your elbow to go just a half an inch, a half an inch, pop, pop. 
and then he catch you. And, and beautiful guys who do who who do that very well. Um, the cadence when they when they do the timing, the cadence is different. It's it's the slower shot up top, and then the, they they the cadence is different when it lands. You know, it's it's it, it changes it up on you when you're defending it. It makes it tougher to tougher to to deal with. Um, Lucian Butte was another guy who, uh, you know, did incredible work with it. Yeah, no, no, you or Butte. I'm not sure how you say his last name, but you. You're, I was gonna say you're going deep into the boxing archives with Lucian Butte. <laughs> if we're talking about how how could I not mention him if we're talking about body punches? Hell right. yeah, no, hundred um, percent. You know what? Since we're on this track, let me ask you a question that came that that showed itself the other night in the UFC fight with Oliveira and Chandler on the undercard. Have you ever seen a delayed reaction knockout like that before oh, in, in your sport? Only body shots. Only yeah, body, body shots. 100% body shots. But you don't see it as often with the head shots. Um, right. I'll name one for you. And as soon as I say it, you're going to say, oh, yeah. Tyson with Burbick. Trevor Burbick? Tyson with Burbick. Yeah, he hit him that left hook that swept bop, on the tempo, it like swept. But and yeah. Burbick, Burbick literally froze there, like froze, yeah, and then just dropped, and then just dropped. Um, right, right, right. But you're right. There, there are a few. There are a few. We're gonna talk about it on our podcast. There are a few uh, to the chin, but mostly it's the body. The guy gets caught, you know, especially uh, when there's a. A couple of steps that happen between the, the shot landing and the guy going down. You yeah. see that a lot with body shots. The guy gets hit, he looks fine, takes a couple of steps back, and, and, and his body starts to, to quit on him. Just drops. Uh, Just yeah. drops to a knee. Drops to a knee. And right. um, no, you're right. Because it it takes a little it takes a little time <laughs> for the pain to travel. I know I don't mean to be like joking about such a such a difficult situation and a serious situation for a fighter, but it's true. It, it takes a little time for it to travel to, you know, to that area where all of a sudden it, it's it's gone. It's it's yeah. It's, and and I mean, you've been around boxing for as long as you have. I, I'm sure you know it's. Of course, it hurts, but it's something else. I don't know if it's your. I don't know exactly what happens, but your body shuts down. Like you lose your legs. You. The toughest of the tough, tough guys who can take whatever kind of pain they're dealing with still go down from this shot when it's properly placed. Your body just stops, you know? No, you're right. See, when you get hit, you know, it depends where uh, and who, but when you get hit in the head, it could clear up, you know, the, the, you can clear yourself up. Uh, the equilibrium, that doesn't clean up. That doesn't clear up too fast uh, behind the ear because that's a different situation. And that can stay with you and you can stay drunk, so to speak. Yeah, you know, yeah. your, your legs don't cooperate too well anymore. Um, but when you get caught in the body, the difference there where instead of clearing up the way it does in the head, uh, it lingers. It, it does, you feel like you're going to die. I remember we really you you feel like if you're not if you're new to that if you're new to that uh, not that I suggest anybody try it out there and uh, you know but if you're new to that experience you you feel like you're never going to be okay you feel like you're going to die uh, it's yeah. kind of like having a virus where some people are so sick you know and you hear them say say oh my god i felt like i was going to die and well that's that's how it feels when you get hit a liver shot and it stays with you it stays for that amount of time and that uh, to your point 
that is the difficulty that it doesn't clear up the way you could shake off the cobwebs the way we right. used to call it uh it just lingers it's it's it stays with you and um your legs look like uh your grandmother's spaghetti on monday you know <laughs> <laughs> and she never liked el dante spaghetti no no <laughs> it was always a little soggy it was always a little yeah. soggy just a little bit well dustin we want to be respectful of your time i know you're in training camp the one thing i want to mention is rob obviously didn't tell you that we're in uniform today with the good fight uh the good fight Beautiful. with teddy atlas and dustin Love not many people have their own uh, the fight uh, T-shirt made up, but again, friend of the show, record holding, I think fourth appearance now. At Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Hey, after I, <laughs> after I get McGregor out of there again, I'm I'm coming back on. Hell <laughs> yes! And then I want to see you on with the belt, my man. Hey, before you leave, Dustin, um, obviously we're all wishing you well, and um, and and everything and I just want to can I throw a couple of uh, maybe one or two thoughts of you know and again I asked I asked um, Connor to just shut off for a moment um, so it doesn't <laughs> go across to him but can I just throw a couple of what I would think would be pointers on, from my humble behalf of you know uh, if you don't mind this this old boxing uh you know, guy giving you a couple thoughts. Uh, Please going, do. Going into this fight. I have my uh, I have my pen and paper here, man. I need to get these notes. <laughs> yeah, I, here's my thought. Everything is relative. You look at everything as a new slate. And I'm looking at it as the information he didn't have to the information he has. And you, we touched on it already. And the information he has now is, don't, he's a pretty damn good guy kicking the legs out so uh i'm not going to make that available to him this time so you still have to find a way to keep this great strike off balance one of the ways the alternatives i know you have a million of them and you guys are really really good at what you do but in my humble way i would give you this one to keep them off balance when you can't use the leg kicks use feints yeah Use little feints to, to let them think something's coming when it's not right. coming from here and like faint the front door, come in the side door. You know, uh, just uh, obviously he's a great counterpuncher, so faint. Get, get him to prematurely make a move. Uh, faint to keep him off balance, to let him think uh, something's coming. Even faint with your feet. That's a new one for me. That's a new one for me because I'm not telling fighters to faint with their feet. You know, I'm telling them to faint up here. Ah, ah. Ah, you know, let them think something's gone. A little faint with your leg. Uh, just just to give them more balance. Just to make them maybe shoot something prematurely. And in some ways, it'll give you the same thing you were getting when you kicked out his legs the first time. That's that's all. Freeze him up. Yeah, freeze him up. And yes, sir. That's, that's it. And, and uh, best of luck. Best of luck. Go, go do what you do. Go do what you do. Thank you, Teddy. I will. And I would tell you, don't jump any gillies, but I know what's happening. So Come I'm not on. even going to suggest. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm a, I might guillotine him this one. This one might be the one. Wouldn't, this that one be be like, the one. wouldn't that be fitting to finally end one and a big one in a ghillie? Arm in. Oh, the ghillie season. <laughs> All right. Hey, Dustin, 
Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Shout out to all the sponsors, Everlast, Celsius, Celsius, Samsung, Power. Who am I missing? Vanquished. Vanquished, of course. Can't forget that. Vanquished them. clothing. Thank you, guys. Robert Graham. Robert Graham. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> my, I'm very thankful and my cup is overflowing, but, but damn, I worked hard to get here and I got a lot, I got a lot more work to do. Hell yeah. Those guys are lucky to have you. Thanks so much for doing this. Appreciate you taking time while you're in camp. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Appreciate you all. And, uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you after the Connor fight. The best to your family. Best to your family, Thank Dustin. Yours too, Teddy. Thank you guys so much. July 10th. All right. July Let's 10th, Let's go. Baby. I'll be there. Let's go. My Mom man. and I are coming. All right. See, see you in the winter circle. Yeah. <laughs> boy. Oh, thanks, man. That was great. I appreciate you, brother. Mate, my pleasure. Thanks, Thank you guys man. for having me, man. Always. It's an honor. Thank you, Dustin. Thanks, Teddy.